This episode of TM Podcast is brought to you by Sociology 101. We are sponsored by Professor Batninsky. Go to blackboard.com to learn more. Today you are listening to your hosts, Tori and Marone, on the topic of social identities. Some of our questions today include, what part of your identity do you think people notice first about you? What part of other people's identities do you notice first? We looked at how social identities play a central role in our lives and the lives of those around us. Hello, my name is Tori Yaley. I'm a first year at USD. I am from Phoenix, Arizona, but living on campus here at USD. A few of my identities include female, 18 years old, able, cisgender, white, and Roman Catholic. Hi, my name is Maroon Suzuki. I am also a first year at USD. I'm from Seattle, Washington, and also currently living on campus at USD. A few, is my, a few of my identities include female, 18 years old, able, cisgender, Asian, and Christian. Okay, let's dig a little deeper into this topic. I'm sorry, we're... Okay. The first questions we discussed were... I'm sorry, the first of the questions we discussed was what part of your identity do you think people first notice about you? I personally think that the identity people notice first about me would be my sex, which is female, race, and age. I think people take immediate notice that I'm female white and a teenager or young adult. I think this is because people tend to notice things that are visible on the outside at first glance. Although there is a lot underneath the surface, I can see why people notice these things first. Our brains are literally wired to notice these things and analyze people when we first meet them. Yeah, I agree. I personally believe that the first part of my identity that people notice about me is my race. People typically tend to notice your outer appearances rather than your characteristics that you have on the inside. And because of this, I believe that people who see my Asian appearance initially perceive me as the stereotypes affiliated with being Asian rather than understanding my true identity. Right, that makes sense. So the next set of questions we explored was, what part of your identity are you most comfortable sharing with other people? What part of your identity are you least comfortable sharing with people? And what part of your identity are you most proud of? Personally, I am most comfortable sharing the race and ethnicity part of my identity because I feel that by educating non-Asian people about my life and my culture, I can help them understand uh, where I am coming from and the reasonings behind the things that I do or what I believe in. I am least comfortable sharing the religion aspect of my identity because I identify as Christian, although my family is Buddhist and I grew up learning about Buddhism. I don't mind talking about why I chose to believe in a different religion, but because of my personal differences from my family, it is a difficult and it is difficult and probably the least comfortable aspect of my identity to talk about. But I am proud of my race and my gender because being an Asian American woman in America comes with a lot of stereotypes and despite that, I continue to break barriers that society has set upon me. The stereotypes of being a bad driver, not being able to speak proper English, and only focusing on school and not having a life outside of education are all barriers that I believe I have broken. I aced my driving test, I am fluent in both English and Japanese, and I have been a student athlete at the highest level since I was 10 years old.
So I am proud of who I have become and the influence that my family and my culture has had on my life to help me get to where I am today. Wow, I love that so much. That was awesome. Um, I think that for me, I'm most comfortable sharing my sex, race, and age. As I said before, it's the things that people already see. So I feel comfortable talking about them. I feel a little less comfortable talking about things that people don't necessarily see when they immediately meet me, which that would be like my religion and social class. I think that sometimes people judge others who are religious and I feel like Catholics specifically get a bad rap and there are stereotypes that Catholics are all like hellfire and brimstone, which is not the case. Um, so that's probably the one that I'm least comfortable talking about. Now, moving on, the next question that we asked was, what part of your identity did you struggle with the most growing up? And as I was, as I was mentioning before, I really struggled with my religion growing up. I was a cradle Catholic, and it's something that I grew up with. And I went to Catholic school my entire life. And so one aspect of struggle was I questioned whether I actually believed this for its own sake or if it was something that was just sort of pushed upon me from a young age and I sort of accepted it. And I also struggled with judgments or assumptions from my peers that did not hold the same beliefs. When I would tell my soccer teammates or other friends from outside school who mostly went to public schools that I went to an all-girls Catholic school run by nuns, they would usually react in some way, usually making fun of me, or they would ask me how I like going to a prison, or say something like, oh, okay, so you're rich or you're spoiled. And I would let them say stuff like this, even though I knew the assumptions they were making weren't true or fair. But as I got older, I got more proud of my religion and my school, and I began to stand up for myself and tell them that these assumptions were not fair and I didn't appreciate them. Um, I actually relate to Tori's struggles a lot because my freshman year of high school, I also attended an all-girls Catholic school. Mm -hmm. So I definitely um, experienced the struggles that she experienced throughout her high school career. Um, so the part of my identity that I struggled with the most is my ethnicity and race, although I'm very proud of them. Um, it was definitely like a huge cultural difference between my, myself and my classmates when I was in elementary school when I was younger. Uh, for example, I was never the kid with the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and I was always the girl with like rice noodles or other exotic Asian food for lunch. And I never realized how different my life at home was compared to others until a girl at my table in kindergarten actually called me out and told me that my lunch stank and my and that her PB&Js were superior. But the funny thing is, as we grew up, all of the students became jealous of my lunches and was tired of eating their bland peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So I guess that the main struggle I had when I was little was getting used to being unique and different from my classmates. And when I was younger, I saw this as a setback, but now I know that my culture and the way I look makes me unique in ways that sets me apart from the rest. I love that story. That is so awesome, how you came full circle. <laughs> uh, so next we ask the question, what part of your identity is the most important to you? 
I believe that the most important part of my identity is my sex and gender because I strongly believe that uh, women are unfortunately put at a lower standard in most aspects of life and especially in sports and that affects my life drastically because I am an athlete and the barrier set upon women motivates me to work harder and show that women can be as good as men and deserve more than what they currently have. Yeah, I totally agree with Marone on this one. I think the most important part of my identity is my sex and gender as well. I, I also take pride in being a woman and pushing past the barriers and stereotypes that are placed upon women in today's society. And I think it's really important to me because I plan to enter a field, the sciences, which is primarily dominated by men even today. And so I just want to be able to prove myself to myself and to others that I can create my own success as an independent, intelligent, capable woman in that field. Okay, next we asked, what part of your identity is least important to you? For me, I said age. I just think as I get older, I begin to realize that age isn't as dividing as it used to be for me. Um, this is college is the first time that I've had like people of a wide variety of ages in my classes and so it just feels normal. I tend to see people as just my peers or my friends rather than like oh a freshman or a junior or senior and I think it's the same way in my friendships. I think now like a majority of my friends are a different age than I am and so it's just become less of like a, a big deal to me. Um, I definitely agree, and the part of my identity that is the least important to me is also my age. I am currently 18 years old and a freshman in college, and my birthday is late June in 2002, so I was always the youngest player on the team and one of the younger students in school, but in my eyes, I believe that age is just a number, and it shouldn't really matter how old you are as long as you have a strong work ethic and a drive to be better than uh, you should be. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think that uh, age shouldn't really matter as long as you have a strong work work ethic because even if you have someone that who may be like four years older than you, if you have a stronger drive than they do, then you'll be more successful. Right, I agree. So the next question that we talked about is, what part of other people's identities do you notice first? I personally notice uh, people's, their, their uh, sex and gender first, and then probably their race and just overall appearance. I try not to judge others and assume who they are just by the first impression because I personally hate it when people do that with me, but I do unconsciously make assumptions in my head until proven otherwise. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think I first notice age, sex, and race. And like I said before, um, I think that's natural. I think people just tend to take these factors of outer appearance into account at first glance. And so I think that would definitely be the first identities that I notice. So our next set of questions was, for what part of your identity do you feel you face oppression most often? And for what part of your identity do you feel you receive privilege most often? So, 
I think the part of my identity that I face oppression most often is my sex. Uh, I think that although the although we have taken strides to promote gender equality and equity, there are still barriers in place in our society that try to limit women. And I think sexism is something that I've definitely experienced. It can be small things like being made fun of by my guy friends saying that I can't drive well, or stuff that's more obvious, obvious and upsetting, like having something mansplained to me or being sexually harassed at a place of work. So I definitely have seen firsthand how society still allows for sexist and misogynistic behavior. Um, but the part of my identity I feel privileged most often is both my race and socioeconomic class. Being white and from a middle upper class family, I have privilege in my life for sure. Being white, I don't feel the discrimination that others face every single day. I don't have to worry about being monitored while I'm shopping at a store, being fearful of corrupt law enforcement, not seeing people of my race in school or in the curriculum I'm taught at school, not seeing people of my race in the professors at my school, and so much more. And also being from a middle upper class family, I have definitely felt economic privilege. I never have to worry about food, being on the dinner table, I have warm water and electricity at home. I didn't need a job in high school. I could afford new clothes and some luxuries and many other privileges. So it is really important for me to continue to try and be aware of my, my privilege and work to help others that do not receive these privileges in our society. I feel I face oppression most from my race, especially during these times of COVID. In the beginning, I was actually very scared about being harassed for being Asian and like, quote, bringing the China disease to the US. Um, I was actually walking in downtown Seattle when a white homeless man came up to me and started cussing me out for being a Chinese person and bringing COVID to the US. And it was pretty scary, but I didn't let that bother me for long because I knew that he was just some racist guy that had nothing to do better with his life. But yeah, I definitely feel like my race faces the most oppression compared to my other identities. Um, I believe that I receive the most privilege from my social economic status. I am also a part of the upper middle class and I went to a high school where majority of the students were in a lower middle economic status so I saw firsthand how those students and also some of my friends experienced things that I never had to experience like just like Tori I never had to take the metro bus I didn't have to thrift for clothes because I could actually afford to go to the mall I never had to worry about not having food for lunch and like eating breakfast at school or lunch at school because I wouldn't be able to bring my own lunch and yeah I also didn't have to work a job and high school. So I can't say I understand what they felt like, but because of my experiences of going to that high school and having friends in a lower economic class than me, I can definitely emphasize with their struggles. Next, we explored, for what part of your identity do you feel least comfortable with at USD? Your own identities you would like to learn about. Um, I feel the least comfortable with my race because USD is a primarily white school. 
So far, I personally haven't experienced any racism or discrimination against me because of my race, but walking around campus, I do seem to notice how majority of the student population is white. It honestly doesn't bother me at all, but it's, it's just definitely something that most people at this school knows and something that I have noticed. Yeah, for sure. Um, I personally would like to learn more about my religion aspect of my identity because I became a Christian just a couple years ago, so pretty late compared to most of the Christian people I know. So I feel like I still have a lot to learn about that religion because growing up my whole life, I was being taught about Buddhism rather than Christianity. Right. So I would say that I feel pretty comfortable with all my identities at USD. Um, I think, and again, I think that's a sign of privilege that I have. Um, I do think the only one that I would feel a little uncomfortable about is being Catholic. I know that this is a Catholic school, but I feel like sometimes, especially being in college, being religious or spiritual is sometimes judged or stereotyped a little bit. Um, but also, I think I would like to learn a little bit more about this identity while I'm at USD and just try and find new ways to, to deepen my faith. So, moving on. Next, we asked, um, which identities have the strongest effect on how you see yourself as a person? For me, I think the strongest or the identities that have the strongest effect on how I see myself would be my age, sex, and religion. I think these identities are just central to me and they influence how I live my life, the choices I make, the actions I take, how I view the world around me. They just, they overall, they make me who I am. The identities that have the strongest effect on how I see myself as a person is definitely my race and gender because being an Asian woman affects me on a daily basis, whether it's at my house or out in public. Because at home, growing up in an Asian household with pretty strict parents but good morals helped me shape who I am today and what my identity is. But out in public, people tend to judge me based on my race and my gender, and it can usually affect how they treat me. Right. Next was, what part of your identity do you see having the most effect on your interactions with students? The part of my identity that I see having the most effect on my interactions with other students is my sex and gender. Identifying as a female, in my opinion, strengthens the ability to make friends and be more comfortable around the people who also identify as female as well. And because of this, I can make female friends easier than I can make male friends because oftentimes males may perceive your kindness as flirting even if you just want to be friends. And overall, it might just be a little bit more intimidating to go up to a guy and start talking with them. Right, I, I totally agree. Um, I think the identity that has the most effect on my interactions would be sex as well, um, gender and sex. I think coming from an all-girls school, it still feels weird for me to see guys in the classroom because I'm so used to it being all females. And I remember like even the first week of school, like a guy would talk and I was like, oh, kind of shocked. Yeah, <laughs> take some time to get used yeah, to. Yeah, so it definitely took time to get used to interacting with the guys as well in the classroom but overall in regards to making friends I don't think there's a certain identity that really affects who I interact with I just think 
sex and gender would probably be the most prominent one. And the next question that we asked was kind of similar, but it's on the flip side. So what part of other students' identities do you often see affecting their interactions with you? And so my answer is kind of similar. I think that other students' identity of sex or gender probably plays a little bit of a role in how they interact with me. Like Marone said, I think it can be a little intimidating to approach someone of the opposite sex and strike up a conversation. Um, but I think that's, that's about it. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like the question that was previously asked, I believe that the interactions between me and another female is less awkward than an inter <laughs> interaction between me and a male because oftentimes you identify, like if you identify as a cisgender female like me when talking to the opposite gender you unintentionally try harder to present yourself as somebody else to try to look better or act more desirable for the other gender right so yeah the final question we asked was what part of your identity do you see having the most effect on your interactions with co-workers and peers so i personally haven't had a job before but even in the classroom during class projects i believe that the part of my identity that I see having the most effect on my interactions with coworkers, peers, or even students is my gender because I've noticed that oftentimes when girls try to take initiative or the lead at a work split at a workplace or a classroom, they are seen as bossy. But if a guy did the same thing and tried to take the lead on a project or an assignment, they would probably be seen as manly. Right, I totally agree. I think the way a man handles something is sometimes interpreted in their favor, whereas when a woman does the same exact thing, it's seen in a negative light. And so I think things like mansplaining or someone believing themselves to be of a greater intelligent intelligence, it can kind of come, come about every once in a while. Um, overall though, I think at USD, working with my peers is fun and collaborative, and I haven't seen a great influence from my identity that affects these interactions. So, yeah. Hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast, and thank you for listening. Have a great week. Woohoo!